listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemmy here with Sean Mitchell, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here, previewing Wednesday's eight-game NBA DFS main slate. Uh, Sean, COVID has once again impacted a slate. Two games crossed off the list here. Orlando, Boston postponed. Utah, Washington also postponed, knocking this from a 10 to an 8 gamer, which honestly for me, I'm okay with. 8-game slates is really, you know, 6 to 8, I like to say. It's sort of my wheelhouse in terms of player pool. I, I like the exposure that we can get there. And we actually have some pretty solid matchups here. Only three teams are in a back-to-back. Lakers, Thunder, and Brooklyn are on the back-to-back here. Some interesting game totals, including an awesome late-night hammer matchup uh, that we have between Portland, Sacramento, a matchup we just recently saw. 236 game total there in the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Clippers sitting at a 221. Uh, Atlanta Phoenix at 9 p.m., 228 game total for that one. So it's a pretty nice slate, some high-scoring uh, contests. Um, and then we get the uh, Bucks in Detroit, I think, for like the fifth time in uh, nine games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it. Um, <clears throat> there are a couple good games, the Portland-Sacramento game. Definitely one will absolutely be on. I think Memphis-Minnesota is interesting. Um, you know, Minnesota's been running with a lot of pace, not playing a lot of defense. That game could be really interesting. Uh, the New Orleans and Clippers game, for it having the 221 total, I'm, I mean, I guess it's because the Clippers are a little bit faster, but, or, you know, New Orleans is so slow. I mean, so slow this season. It's, it's crazy. Um, but not only the COVID situation, we've got a lot of game time decisions here. Um, and, you know, you're on the playbook tomorrow. So um, even though it is an eight gamer, you're going to have quite the bit of news. Carl Anthony Towns, game time decision. Damian Lillard, game time. You know, Chris Esprazingas still is a game time, could be returning for his first game back. You know, looking down the list, Nurkic, Capella, Rashawn Holmes, game time. Bobby Portis is a game time. Derrick Rose. Um, so, yeah, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, the list goes on. Buddy Hill. Uh, so, lots of news that we'll be watching on. A lot of game time decisions. Uh, and, and a lot of those are in key matchups. Yeah, it, it is. And we'll go over it all right now. We're going to go position uh, by position for this slate. Uh, I'm going to be looking at FanDuel uh, for the position eligibility. We know DraftKings and FanDuel don't always agree, uh, but Fa- but DraftKings gives like everybody uh, yeah. at least two positions, except when we want them to. Uh, <laughs> and then they hamstring you with certain guys with one uh, position that sort of has you scratching your head. Uh, one player that at least does have the same position, and that's going to kick it off here, Luka Doncic here against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, $11,300 on FanDuel. He's $10,800 uh, over on DraftKings. Uh, on both sides, he is the most expensive player on the slate. Uh, Charlotte, you know, surprisingly, has actually been pretty decent of late against opposing guards. Uh, we saw them stifle Trey Young, uh, you know, whether it be LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier defense, you know, doing some work on them. Uh, but Luka is a little bit of a different animal here. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, these two did play, and Luca only played 24 minutes, uh, 12 points, two boards, five assists, two steals, uh, for 24 fantasy points. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know. That might have probably been a blowout situation. Is probably I have to imagine the 24 minutes for the low minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna say it was likely a blowout. Uh, and you know, if you want to throw in another factor here, you know, we just mentioned that Chris Sprazingis is likely maybe gonna make a return. He was gonna make a return in the last game. And then it was, you know, postponed. Um, so if he does make that return, you're maybe looking at 15 to 20 minutes with him on the floor with Luca more so. Uh, and, you know, he's going to take away some of that usage. We remember last year, you know, 
Chrisat Porzingis still had like a 33% usage for pretty much the whole year that he played. Um, so you do have to take a few different things into consideration now with Luka, and especially with him being over 11K now. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, and another point guard as we go down, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the kind of a top tier here because of the slate. You got Lillard probable against uh, Sacramento, a matchup that he didn't actually do that well in because uh, CJ McCollum lit up the show. Uh, you have Trey Young at $8,800 on FanDuel uh, going up against Phoenix. Uh, this is going to be another matchup where Phoenix is one of the slowest teams. I think they are the slowest team in pace uh, versus Atlanta here. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how Trey uh, manages to overcome that, that kind of game flow. But, I mean, under $9,000 to me seems uh, pretty insane, um, you know, for a guy that Trey Young's upside. Um, and then get this, Sean. FanDuel has moved Karis LeVert to point guard. Yes, I just noticed that. I didn't even – I scrolled right over it, not even thinking about it. And I was, and then now that you say it, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Is it in the point guard spot? That's crazy. Um, I mean, it. you know, Kyrie is looking to be out indefinitely. Um, not really sure when he's going to be back. Not really sure what kind of, you know, penalties he's going to get, what kind of, you know, quarantining things he's going to have to – I mean, he's, he's obviously out for probably at least two to three weeks we know of. And that, you know, now they're doing the investigation and all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, Karis LeVert, uh, he is the point god right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. $8,000 uh, on FanDuel, on DraftKings, uh, LeVert. I don't believe, yeah, point guard small forward and also $8,000 going up against the Knicks. Uh, we have, before we go any further off of LeVert, do we have any reason to think that KD might sit on a back-to-back? Um, it's certainly possible. It wouldn't be the first time we've seen, uh, that scenario play out. Uh, obviously he didn't play for a stretch of games there. Uh, the, the only other game, nope, he played, I can't see. Nope. Didn't play there. So he had the only other back-to-back they had the December 27th. He did set out the second game there against Memphis. That was the game that that's, both and Irving set out. Yeah. That's interesting to note. Um, just in the event that that does happen. I mean, Karis LeVert is priced accordingly, it seems like. Yeah, 8K at least. You know, he's not $6,000 like he was when all right. those guys were out and he was going bonkers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but you'll you'll still have to play him, right? Like, I mean, you're going to have to. Yeah, if if he's yeah. you know, like, if he's going to give you 50-plus at 8K, I mean, I think that's, you know, it obviously isn't as much upside as it was before, but – it's also Alfred Payton that he's going to be up against here. Right. Um, certainly a matchup that he could take advantage of. Uh, Sean LaMelo Ball uh, had one of his worst shooting performances, I think, of his young career and still pulled off 46 FanDuel points uh, in 29 minutes. He got some of that blowout run at the end there as well. Um, you know, just we keep on going to this kid, right? He had 43 fantasy points in this matchup against Dallas already uh, this season. $7,400 on FanDuel. Uh, Lamelo on DraftKings is priced at seventy two hundred dollars. I mean, the kid's legit. I, I think as long as he's under eight K, we just keep running him. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this you know, this game only has a four point spread. It's a two twenty one total. <clears throat> like you said, he, he, even on bad shooting nuts, he's still finding ways to put up massive amounts of fantasy points. That's like the dream scenario for a fantasy basketball player. Is for a guy, you know, kind of like Luca, that even on nights where he doesn't exactly score, you know, forty points, at, or, you know, forty actual, he still puts up. He can still find ways with, you know, low, low, low point totals to put up big numbers, and then you see that with rebounds, double digits over the last three for him. 
nearing triple doubles, you know, seven, 11, and nine assists over the last three as well. It seems more and more that he's just getting more and more comfy in his role. And as you can kind of see, the, the fantasy points are definitely coming 41, 38, 38, 54, 46. I mean, the steals are there, five steals over his last three games. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's kind of being an overall package right now. He definitely is. Um, again, this this actually mid K mid seven K tier on FanDuel uh, to me has has a lot of strong options, um, and they're sort of priced around each other. Also, over on uh, DraftKings, uh, Darren Fox is down to seventy three hundred dollars. Um, came back nicely, played thirty eight minutes against the Pacers after dealing with a Baki hamstring uh, the prior two games. Uh, he's only seventy three hundred dollars, seventy four over on DraftKings. I feel like that's a really nice price tag for De'Aaron yes. Fox there. It is cheap. Chris Paul, seventy one hundred, um, four straight games now, five straight games of uh, over thirty Fanduel points, playing a boatload of minutes uh, for them. He got he's got a good matchup against Atlanta in a pace up spot uh, for Phoenix. Uh, Terry Rozier continues to produce really well uh, for Charlotte, even next to Lamelo in this spot. So like that that middle tier there for me, I, I think is definitely appealing. A lot of good options there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, you know, looking at De'Aaron Fox, obviously. He has the, you know, the pulled hammy. The next day, he's he's being monitored, plays 25 minutes, and then all of a sudden, the hamstring's good again, and he plays yeah. 38 minutes. Like, right. what? Yeah. You know, put up 21 points, five boards, nine assists, one block, one steal against a very good defensive Indiana team, especially in the in the backcourt. And that uh, was cheaper. He had a $500 price drop. It was cheaper, yeah. I mean, and he's get he's got a 10 times better matchup with a total at 235. I mean <laughs> – and he's at home. Like, absolutely love the spot for De'Aaron Fox tomorrow. Yeah, I think we found maybe the cover of our uh, podcast for uh, for this episode. De'Aaron Fox is just uh, an absolute smash play here, I think, in my opinion. Hopefully this audio, uh, you know, doesn't come back to bite us a little bit <laughs> later. Um, Lonzo Ball is ruled out for this game. I think we already went over that with the injuries. Uh, you know, who does that interest you at all in, in a guy like, you know, Walker Alexander or, or anybody like that that could potentially step in. Eric Bledsoe, I guess, also likely could slide over and play point guard. Like, where where does that run for you uh, with the, with that guard situation? I don't like I said that we haven't really seen just like a whole lot of you know their backup guards yet. And yeah, the the simple fact that both he and Eric Bledsoe, which you know, Lonzo's already out, but right. the fact that you know he is uh, Eric Bledsoe is questionable as play too. That's Obviously, going to throw a ton of wrench into. Uh, obviously, we're going to want to play a lot of Brandon Ingram and Zion mm-hmm. uh, because we know that's exactly where the ball is going to go. But yeah, point Ingram for sure, likely on on his way. Yeah, but yeah, Mikael Alexander Walker. We know he's a high usage player, especially if he's you know going to um, get thirty plus minutes in the event that both of these guys do happen to you know if Eric Bledsoe can't play either. And I just saw that JJ Redick is a game time. Uh, who's the next person that I was going to look for? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a game time decision. So you could be looking at some, <laughs> I was just trying to look at who else they have. Sindori Thornwell is in the shooting guard spot. Um, they really just don't have a whole lot of options behind those two guys. So that's pretty yeah. easy that they could be literally down three guards by tomorrow, you know, at lock. And yeah, Alexander think- Walker is $3,100 on DraftKings. So that would be your, Pun play of the day, I think, even in a tough matchup against the Clippers. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think you'd have to go there. Still uh, think- yeah, 
over at the shooting guard position, uh, you know, CJ McCollum has just been ripping uh, 50 fantasy points against Sacramento in 29 minutes, 47 fantasy points against Toronto the other night, 30 actual now in two straight games. He's giving you rebounds, he's giving you assists. It is giving you steals as well. $9,200 though now over on FanDuel, up to $8,600 over on DraftKings. Um, actually a $200 decrease on DraftKings from what he was just the other night. Um, you know, are, what are we thinking is going on with McCollum here where, you know, he's actually averaging more points per game this year than Dame Lillard. You know, he, he compared himself to a shark in the interview he gave after the game the other day. You know, <laughs> he, he's taken that, that big step forward. You know, how do you compare him to guys like Paul George going up against the Pelicans? Shai Gilgis-Alexander, though, bad, a bad game tonight up against the Lakers. And then Devin Booker, you know, pace up spot again for him. He's now back-to-back games of 40 fantasy points. Um, you know, he gets Atlanta. You know, that's sort of the top tier here. You know, how, how does all that play out for you? I don't know, man. I just really like this. I mean, of course, you know, I, I hate to keep going back to that Sacramento-Portland game, but it's just like fantasy gold, and especially when you're talking about C.J. McCollum here, who I think should be over 10,000 by now. Like, the guy's been playing so good lately, you know. Um, you know, over 42 fantasy points in like his last five of six games. Yeah. I mean, he's been going off. He's taking 20 plus shots a game. He's doing the, you know, the, the defense is to, to, he's gotten, let's see here. He's had two games over three and two games of two steals within his last six games. He's had a number six, eight, nine. He has 11 steals in his last six games. Um, that's just nuts. I mean, he's, he's doing, Really good on the defensive side of the ball, and he's just scoring at will, um, throwing you in a handful of rebounds, a handful of assists. So I, I don't see how you can shy away from McCollum as a payup here because I think his price is still too soft. Yeah, I'm with you on there as well. I, I think there's still a lot of room for upside uh, with him in this spot. So, uh, yeah, he's not cheap, but I don't think if you're – especially if you're game stacking, it's, it's a bad option – uh, mentioned guys like Paul George just under him continues to give us 50 fantasy point production there uh, coming off a game against Chicago. Um, talked about Booker, the, uh, the tier below 7K on FanDuel. You got guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., um, you know, coming off really strong games where, you know, they're very depleted uh, in Dallas. And while, yes, they're going to have uh, Chris Daps Porzingis probable to play, you know, they're just down a lot of guys here. Uh, no Jalen Brunson, no Josh Richardson, no Dorian Finney Smith. No Maxi Kleba, like they're they're down a, a lot of scores. Right. Uh, Hardaway Junior, sixty eight hundred dollars to me against Charlotte. So just another play that we should be looking at. Yeah, I mean, you know, we saw if he does happen to you know come off the bench, which I don't know if they all like to do that or not. If, I think if I think maybe it might happen more if KP does play and start. Like if he if he is in and starts, I could see where they like to just bring Tim Hardaway off the bench because they're rest of their lineups kind of depleted. Um, you know, they might elect to start Josh Green again, who they started at the three last game. Um, but, yeah, it was it was Tim Hardaway who came on and, and had a really strong game. But, yeah, they were down a ton of folks, just like they are tonight. Um, it's a good spot against Charlotte. Uh, and if he comes off the bench, I think – I don't love the price as much as I would look, like to have it, uh, you know, around the maybe 6K range. But I still think he's in consideration um, – I think I would even like him better off the bench because then he's probably going to get not near as much of Luca and KP, and he definitely won't get any KP. So I think that would probably be a better up. 
Yeah, I kind of like that as well. It'd be it'd be nice to have him uh, off the bench, kind of giving it to himself. Um, Tyrese Halliburton's at fifty four hundred dollars on Fanduel. I think we can just continue to play him. Obviously, with Fox being back at full tilt, you know, you think that takes away with it. But guys like Buddy Heald, uh, you know, dealing with an ankle, I know he's listed as probable, but that could uh, potentially hamper him. And we see that Halliburton's really in the rotation. Anyways, you know, 34, 29, 30, and 28 minutes the last four games. I know a couple of those games had limited Fox, but Fox plays a bunch of minutes against the Pacers, and Halliburton still saw 28. So $5,400 still seems like a really nice bargain there for him. Yeah, I mean, the kid's playing good. They they want to play him. Um, if Buddy Hill is, is out for sure. Uh, he will uh, I see him as probable. I don't see him out. I see him as probable. Well, I saw a game time decision on the ankle. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, listen, this could be this could be delayed. You know, the the note that I'm looking at could be different than what you're looking at. So again, yeah, he had, at least he has an injury status, so something to monitor throughout the day for sure. Right, but yeah, still, yet. Yeah. I mean, even if he does, yeah, even if he is probable, which that's totally fine too. Like I said, you you mentioned he was still playing 28 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's still easily in play. I mean, he's still he's still cheap, and the matchup's still great. Uh, with Reggie Bullock ruled out, do you have Austin Rivers' interest? No. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Grande, clo- uh, close your ears. Um, yeah, I was about to say, sorry, Grande, I can't, I can't go there. He's like the ultimate floor play that I, I can't get right ever. So I'll just I'll let, I'll let Grande play him, and then and I'll ask him how he does afterwards. Yeah, sounds good. All right, let's jump on over to small forward. Kevin Durant is here. Uh, second night of a back-to-back. So as we alluded to, you know, we did set out the other back-to-back earlier this season. Um, he went ham tonight against the uh, Nuggets. He had a huge fantasy output, 57 fantasy points, 34-9-13 and 13 for him. Uh, this followed up his performance against OKC where he had 36-11-4. Obviously no Kyrie Irving there, so Durant's is absorbing all of that usage uh, he is $10,100 now up over on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, where they have him as a power forward only, he's still $9,400. So if he plays uh, an absolute bargain over on uh, DraftKings, FanDuel 10-1, um, you know, I still like him a lot, but he's not nearly as cheap as he had been. Right. Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, we, we've seen what we needed to see. He can, he is going to carry. <clears throat> you know, he is going to, to have that, you know, close to 40% usage rate, you know, that Kyrie had while he was out. Yeah, I mean, that is a silly price on DraftKings. Not really sure yeah, why, why they have not put him over 10K yet. But, you know, you do have a pretty pretty healthy, you know, list here. You know, you got LeBron, who is obviously on the second, you know, the second game of back-to-back as well, has yet to sit one. So that's pretty crazy. Kawhi Leonard um, in a decent matchup here with the Pelicans. And then, of course, we already talked about Brandon Ingram. So if you're having to choose between those four guys, which, I mean, Durant, is if he plays, I mean, I think he's kind of already kind of a shoe in almost. But, you know, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Brandon Ingram, how are you going to prioritize those three guys? I think I, it will – if – I mean, we already know Lonzo's out, but if Bledsoe's out too – I mean, I think Ingram for sure – I've been playing a lot of Ingram this year anyways. I think you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, you know, he he's finding himself overlooked at times for whatever reason from ownership, but he's filling up the stat sheet. He's also giving us blocks and steals at times here as well. Um, yeah, it's in a tough spot against the Clippers for sure, but I just think the volume is going to be there for him. Uh, the guy just below him over on FanDuel is Jeremy Grant, um, who I don't think I've played more than once this year to my own detriment. 
because he's been fantastic. And even in those blowout games against Milwaukee, 34 minutes, 35 minutes, so they're not taking him off the floor. He's giving us 40 fantasy points or more in four straight games. He's giving us it in five of seven. I mean, he's been on fire. Doesn't come off the floor even in blowouts. $8,300 over on FanDuel on DraftKings. Grants $7,900. The matchup just doesn't shouldn't scare you with this guy. No, I mean, it's a, it's a massive pace up spot. I mean, he's playing loads of minutes, and he's scoring over 40 fantasy points. His price has come up. I mean, but at the same time, like I said, um, there is a little worry that, you know, at 8, 8K, you know, he's put up 40, 43, 42. Um, you know, it is a little bit taking out of his upside now that his price has, has kind of reflected his recent performances. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I can see him probably, you know, it's tough to want to jam him in cash or anything, but I could see him being a borderline cash play um, at the price. I mean, just for the simple fact that he's still going to play 35 minutes. You know, we've seen it. It's going to happen, and he's playing well. I mean, there's nothing you can say. There's nobody else on this Detroit team. Derrick Rose might not, you know, be be in the game. Blake Griffin has not been good this year. Um, they just – they really – they're, you know, they're really not, don't have anybody else to, to kind of carry the load. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they, they don't, right. It's just, it's crazy to see the leap that he's finally taken, uh, that now that he has sort of that, all that ownership. Um, are you going to be able to pick the right night with Gordon Hayward uh, in this matchup against Dallas? Uh, didn't do well against them in 30 minutes earlier this year, but uh, we're looking at runs now of 50, 35, 60, 40, 19, 42 fantasy points for Gordon Hayward on FanDuel. $7,800 there on DraftKings. Uh, Hayward is priced out at $7,800 as well. Um, you know, this mid-tier here, you know, you lumping Graham, uh, Ingram and Grant. Uh, we have Middleton. Harrison Barnes continues to be really strong. Uh, RJ Barrett against Brooklyn, who may not be with Durant. Uh, and then our boy DeAndre Hunter as well. Like that whole middle tier there, um, you know, does anyone really stick out to you as of a favorite? Yeah. Um, I really like Gordon Hayward in this matchup. I think he can, I mean, yeah, I know he, he didn't play well against him earlier on in the year, but I still think I'm totally fine with him um, at the price. He's not over 8K yet. We know he's got 40-point upside, and we've seen him go for 60. Um, so I know it was against Atlanta, a little bit more of a diff different game environment. But still, yet, yeah, I mean, Hayward's kind of taking the charge uh, for this, you know, Charlotte team. Uh, him and LaMelo playing well together. Um, other than that, I think, you know, I'm looking at Harrison Barnes. I mean, Harrison Barnes has, has been a model of consistency. Um, whenever you think about, like, the ultimate consistent player <laughs> – if Cash Harrison team Barnes, walk every night. If Barnes doesn't come to mind, then I, I don't know what you're doing with your time because this guy just continues to put up good numbers. I mean, and now, you know, Fox coming back, might, it obviously didn't hurt him last game. He put up 40, what, 44 fantasy points last mm -hmm. game. Yeah, he killed uh, it. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, it, you know, 30 actual points he scored in that game. Right. And then, you know, if you look, just look at his numbers, he's top 30 fantasy points and basically – every game out of his last eight, but like one or two. I mean, and then you have a couple of 40-pointers sprinkled in there. I mean, his price is starting to get up there. You know, he, he was around the five, six, five, seven range, not but like a, you know, a week and a half ago. But I still think it's a good matchup. We know the total's huge, uh, and it's a good spot, and he's at home. 
Yeah, it is, it is a really great spot for him. Um, a guy that you've liked had been Malik Beasley. I know it's not a revenge game for him, but $5,800 uh, against Memphis. Is he still on your radar? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good matchup here against Memphis. It's, it's, it's going to be a nice pace game. These Both of these teams run with decent. I know Minnesota's within the top 10, I believe. Um, Memphis might not be as much. I know they kind of slowed down quite a bit whenever, you know, John Morant was out, not running exactly as much in transition because he was their big, you know, spread guy that just kind of ran the floor. Tyus Jones is kind of more of a, of a half-court setup type guy. Um, just not a big transition, you know, make, make fancy plays and highlight real dunks and oops and stuff like that like Morant was. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Malik Beasley has been playing well. I mean, he's got a couple 35, 45, uh, 40, you know, one against Denver where he had the big 50-pointer on the uh, revenge narrative. Uh, but, nonetheless, he's still been over, you know, 27 fantasy points in four of his last five games. Um, his price is fair, and it's a good matchup. Yeah, it is. Um, there's not much else, really, for me, I guess, in value. I mean, there, it is a pace-up spot for someone like Mikel Bridges. I know Grande's played a lot of him lately. Uh, Kyle Anderson, you know, had a good game the other night. He's been, you know, fairly consistent. He's at 54. I guess we'll have to wait and see exactly who is in or out for the for the Nets because if KD sits like Joe Harris, you know, uh, TLC, uh, Chizoa, like that whole team just becomes relevant. Um, yeah. You know, Joe Harris is $4,900 on FanDuel. Uh, TLC is 4100 as a small forward as well. Um, you know, so th- those guys would be in play if, if Durant is ruled out, I think, tonight or for the, for this slate. So something to at least uh, pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally. And another thing that I wanted to get your take on, because I'm just wondering why, really, why did Carmelo Anthony play 35 minutes last game? Uh, I think it had a lot to do with the Nurkic injury. They they had they they played small and they moved um, they moved Covington to the five and they had Carmelo on the floor. Well, I mean, yes, the Akin was playing the the five, so right. And, and Boucher, and Boucher isn't a very tall. He's you know six nine. He's not your traditional center. So yeah. you know having Covington on the floor, I think matched up well. And, and yeah, they they had Melo out there for a lot of minutes, uh, and he did work. You know, like he, yeah, he, I mean, he was hitting shots left and right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if we, if, if Nurk for some reason is not able to go, um, I definitely think he can be a look at 4.5, definitely in this matchup. Um, another guy that we kind of got a sour taste in our mouth in last time was Cameron Johnson. I know me and Grande were on him. Um, I played him, yeah. He just and, didn't hit anything. Played him too, and he had been playing really good. Was over 22 fantasy points in his last like three. Uh, had played 23, 27, and 29 minutes, and then he gets 18 minutes and just yeah, kind of didn't even get in the blow in that game. Like he, was he just, just say, he just yeah, wasn't playing well. Even play. I mean, yeah, I, I watched I watched that game. He he airballed the corner three by like eight feet. I messed it, and he immediately got taken out of the game. They called the timeout. He got subbed out for like Sarich. And he never even saw the floor after that. Uh, even when they, they put all the backups in, um, they put Etwan Moran over him. You know, so like they they were they just benched him for that game. So you know what? It's a good bounce back spot. We talk a lot about recency. Anyway, yeah, I'll go back there against Atlanta. I think that's a good spot, pace up spot. Mm-hmm. And it's only four point three. I don't even what's he on DraftKings? Four four, um, four six. You see, he is four one. Oh well, okay. Yeah, I mean 
we got a thing within reason. I mean, he still got 18 minutes in that game, and it was a massive yeah, I mean, He shot two for seven. You know, he just missed the shots. Got to think that he's going to get at least 22 to 25 minutes. So, yeah, I definitely think that's probably one you can go back to in a, in a really good game setting. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, over at Power Forward, we have Giannis against Detroit. Um, tale of two different stories with Giannis in this matchup. Um, he went for 60 in the first one. Detroit actually kept it competitive somehow. He went for 36 minutes, 43 points, nine rebounds, four assists. The second game, Detroit was absolutely blown out. Uh, Giannis only saw 28 minutes in that game, 28, 25, 8, and 4 for 38 fantasy points. That's always the trouble here with the Bucks in these big point spreads. If the game's not close, Giannis isn't seeing 30, and that means he really has to have a big game for him to hit value. He has done it. We saw him give, give us 65 fantasy points in 27 minutes against Chicago, so it's not impossible, but these are situations where I really – tend to shy away from playing on us well yeah i mean <laughs> it's it's hard to predict you know he he's definitely a, a tournament play all year so far like he's only been for gpps and that's all that i would even consider him for i i don't think you could comfort you know comfortably feel good paying eleven thousand in a cash lineup for a guy that you don't know is going to play 30 minutes um we know the upside we know it's there but uh in the event that it does blow out and he doesn't get any more run, I mean, you're dead in the water. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's been real tough where, you know, last season it's kind of started happening that way and the Bucks just keep continually got better and got better and now they're starting to blow out teams left and right. So, you know, it, it's hard to play on us anymore. Yeah. Um, bounce back game for Julius Randle here against the Nets. God, I hope so. I mean, and that's the bad thing is I, as soon as you started talking about him, I looked down at him and I was like, against the Nets, really? Like, Jokic just put up, what, 73 tonight against the against Brooklyn? Yeah. Um, golly, man. Yeah, it's another great spot. It's a, I'm sure he's really going to look forward to the, you know, to the, to this one being Brooklyn and all. Um, yeah, I'm definitely probably going to be going back to that well. How many minutes would Chris Stapps have to play for you to be interested? At eight thousand, uh, I don't think there's a minute total of because I know. I mean, just because I know he's not going to. Um, he's. I, I got. I got a good feeling that he's probably not going to play more than twenty five minutes, and I want to say it probably veers more to the twenty minute side. Um, I just don't think that he comes right back out and plays. You know, twenty five thirty minutes in the first game. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely tend to agree with you. I guess the one thing here is all of the players that are injured for Dallas. They're missing a lot of their front court, um, you know, in this game. They, you know, without Finney Smith, without Maxi Kleber, um, I think yeah, they're no, no Dwight Powell as well. Um, you know, so they, you know they're hurting. Um, well, finally, maybe get to play James Johnson. I was I was <laughs> geared up. I was ready for it. I was excited to have James Johnson in my lineup the other day. Uh, and then that got, the game got banked due to COVID. We'll have it here now uh, in a really good spot. But I, I you know, I, I, I largely agree with you. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to see a lot of minutes out of him, but they're just hurting uh, at depth at so much that, sure. you know, they, 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 concern. Yeah, they may have to extend him, you know, just a little bit there. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll have to play it by year. Uh, flip side of that matchup, PJ Washington, I think is, could be in a really good spot. You know, Against the Knicks, he, you know, 24 fantasy points. Was it fantastic? 
no, we've seen bigger games from him in recent, uh, you know, matchups. But, uh, you know, this could be a spot for him again against maybe a depleted and undersized or or whatever Charlotte, uh, Dallas team. Yeah, I mean, he's hit or miss. He's Like you said, he's been good. He's been okay. His price is up, actually. Um, not you, you never can feel comfy playing P.J. Washington, which, you know, he plays for Charlotte. And then now Charlotte has a lot more stars around him, so – Whereas last year where he was one of the, you know, the main guys, now he's probably the fourth, fifth option. Um, but you can't, you know, you can't take away the fact that he has played over 30 minutes in his last three or four. And you also can't take away the fact that he's put up 32 or more famous points. I mean, he's, yeah, he's playing well. Um, it is a decent matchup, as you mentioned. There's going to be missing a lot of guys for the Dallas side, especially in that front court. Um, it's interesting to note, and uh, I hate to break up and get off track, but correct, Kevin Durant plans to play tomorrow is the report on, on a fantasy lab. So looks like Durant will be playing. All right. You know what? That's, I mean, it's interesting and I don't hate it. Again, we talked about the $9,400 price tag. So uh, DraftKings are going to be locking and loading Durant here uh, and FanDuel. You know what? I don't mind paying the 10 K. You know, if, if we're looking at the other top price guys on the slate, we're, you know, wondering about Giannis and, and you know, Luca obviously is appealing given their lack of uh, of other uh, guys around them. But I mean, Durant's giving you nearly 60 fantasy points at 10K. I'll buy into it. Yeah, I just don't think we can play Levert at 8K now. Which no, is- no, you can't play Levert. Levert's. Uh, <laughs> what did he end up giving us tonight? He didn't. He didn't come close again, right? He, uh, 34 fantasy close. points again. Yeah, and we talked about this when when um, you know Durant was back. We looked at those usage rates and. You know, Levert's yeah. usage rate with Durant on the floor was was killed. You know, like he, the ball just funnels into Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have so, uh, our our guy Bobby Portis. Uh, you know, price tag fifty nine on FanDuel. It's fifty four down on DraftKings, so it got decreased. Twenty fancy, uh, twenty actual points, twenty eight fancy points against Orlando uh, in that blowout game there. Uh, against Cleveland, when there was no Giannis, he dropped 42. If you look at these two games against Detroit, the one game where it was competitive, 21 fantasy points. The one game where it wasn't competitive, 40 fantasy points at 5K. $5,400 if we're playing that narrative with Bobby Portis here. You know, 59 on FanDuel, all right, maybe it's a little bit too much, but I'll go back there at 5400 on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, especially on DraftKings where we know Bobby can shoot the three. I mean... You get all of the basically all of the scoring you know attributes on DraftKings that you would want to have you know the steals the blocks, the double doubles the triple doubles and you also get the three point and he does has the potential for a double double every single night. We've seen him get close to kind of you know triple double double numbers and the fact that he can shoot a few threes. I mean yeah I mean you, he can easily get to forty fantasy points on DraftKings uh, even in, in at the price. He's extremely cheap. So yeah, we've seen him do it already in this matchup in a blowout. We can. This game already has what's the uh, total on the thir- thirteen or what's the spread? I what was like, it? Uh, it's ten and a half right now. It's eleven. Yeah, I see eleven. Okay, yeah, I see eleven. Eleven. So, okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're already kind of expecting uh, um, you know this to not exactly be a game. So if he does happen to play, which I think he is probable, I see game time decision, but neither another one here. Here nor there, um, 56, he's definitely in play on DraftKings. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that one. And probably the last guy I'll bring up here um, over on FanDuel would be um, Robert Covington. You know, not somebody that I've played a lot of, but if 
Nurkic doesn't play. He's questionable right now. They are quad. He played Covington played 33 minutes. They used him as a small ball center. Um, you can play small ball against Sacramento for sure. Um, you know, they didn't seem too interested mm. in, in using Cantor for much more than his general run there. So uh, maybe, maybe Covington becomes a little bit more appealing if we know that, you know, those minutes are going to be there. He played 33. Cantor, even with an injured Nurkic, only saw 15. Right. So, That's crazy. And that could have been matchup based, you know, with Siakam. But yeah, I understand. Um, other names I'll throw in there Brandon Clark going to Memphis. He's been playing pretty decent. Uh, are you buy, are you are you buying into the Nikola Batum? I know it's not the greatest matchup, but I mean he's the guy's playing loads of minutes. He's played twenty six or more in like his last seven or eight games, and he's given us 30, 32, 21, and forty fantasy points over his last four. Where yeah. where are you on, on Nikola Batum here? You know you're you're not wrong, and what's been consistent with him at the very least has been sort of that you know. 10 to 12 points, five, six rebounds, and then he gives you a steal or two there. You know, against Chicago, you know, he only had eight points, two rebounds, three assists, but he gave you 15 points and blocks and steals over on FanDuel. So, yeah, you know what? I, I don't mind it. I think I may, I would maybe lean but um, Covington over yeah. him, but, you know, I don't hate the spot for him. He's playing a lot of minutes. He's healthy. It's a good matchup against New Orleans. So. He's been scoring well. Yeah, and he's been scoring well. Okay. Yeah. Um, over at Sounds center, That's uh, yeah, at center, Towns is the top price play, and Towns is expected to play. Uh, did not play the second game against San Antonio. He was supposed to be limited in that first game against San Antonio, and he played 37 minutes, gave us vintage Town 25, 13, 4, and 3. It was just a dislocated wrist that he was dealing with, so wrist seems to be fine. You know, you're talking top spend-ups here. What's your take here on Towns against, you know, Valanciunas in Memphis? Well, I mean, we've seen him do basically nothing but smash, you know, since he's come back. I mean, <laughs> 52 fantasy points in the first game, came back, played 37 big minutes, and then out the next game. Um, if we can expect him to play 37 minutes, and it's funny because even a sub in the chat the other day, whenever I was on the playbook, because I had written up a bit about Drummond playing against Memphis, and I said that Memphis was allowing the most fantasy points to the center spot. And then Joe Val only played like 14 to 20 minutes that next that game, and just it was you know wasn't good or it was one way or the other. Cleveland was allowing the most, the Grizzlies were allowing like the second or third most. So yeah, I mean it's going to be a good spot if we think he's going to play 37 minutes. He's at home. He's going to probably see a lot of Brandon Clark. Um, you know, maybe get a little revenge there for Gorgie on the other side going back to Minnesota here, but. No, uh, yeah, I think Carl Anthony Towns at ten five is easily going to be in play. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. He, he definitely is among uh, my favorites on this slate. Uh, Jared Allen against the Knicks. You know, I guess with Durant being active, it uh, takes a little bit down of, of his value. He's still playing a boatload of minutes, but you know, we saw when Durant was on the floor, he was having some uh, really big games. You know, you mentioned Joe Valanciunas on the flip side of that uh, Towns matchup. You know, he at least played 29 minutes against Cleveland, uh, which was encouraging. You know, Cleveland rolling out a real center. Uh, I guess that meant that uh, you know they had a matchup Valanciunas there um, as well. DeAndre Ayton continues to be a disappointment. <laughs> Any interest in him uh, against Atlanta? Not a chance. I'm sorry, but I played Aiton in one good spot. It was a couple nights ago, and he was playing against, I guess, the Pacers, I think it was. 
And, you know, we, we, we've been fading the front court for the Pacers for a long time now. And I was like, oh, man, you know, Aiton's finally going to have his chance to have a good game. And, yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think I'll probably go back. You know, the Chris Paul signing was not only bad for Devin Booker, I feel like, but I feel like it was kind of bad for Aiton now because he's kind of like not even the third option, it feels like. Even, you know, Jay Crowder coming on and he's taking shots. Bridges, Bridges has really stepped up. Bridges, yeah. That's what I, I mean. They're one of the better teams in the NBA right now. I mean, and yeah, I think Aiton could possibly be the worst impacted by all of those, you know, people that they brought on. Yeah, I, I'll, I, I don't disagree with you on that one. Um, I think spend down at center could rather be popular here. I mean, Rashawn Holmes didn't play in this matchup against Portland the other night. Um, he's probably dropped 50 against Indiana. Um, if they start Cantor, I mean, it's a fantastic spot for Holmes. If they go small with Covington, it's a great spot for Holmes. Um, you know, $6,400, I think either way, um, is a really nice price tag for him. Flip side, if they do start Cantor, I mean, we've seen Cantor in limited minutes go off. I mean, he played 15 minutes against Toronto and had 24 fantasy points, 19 minutes against Sacramento, 11 points and 15 boards in 19 minutes against them for 28. Like he doesn't need a lot of time to do work. And maybe if they have time to prepare for him as a starter, um, he could crush it. And then Willie Colley Stein, again, we've talked about the lack of front court depth there. No Powell now either. Um, it's really just him and Boban as their centers and a limited Porzingis. We could see Colley Stein, maybe see 30 minutes here against Charlotte. It's a possibility. I mean, we, he was starting there, you know, last couple of games. Um, and now, yeah, like I said, with the COVID issues, you know, they're going to be very, very thin in, in the front court. Um, and it's in a good spot against Charlotte. I don't love the price. I mean, we, you know, we were getting him as a starter in the 3K range. Um, and then, you know, he quickly moved up to the mid fours and now he's up he's to 5K. He's 41 on DraftKings, 4,100. I mean, that's a little bit better. But, I mean, you know, the only other thing that you're looking at for Willie Clay sign because you're not expecting threes. You're not really – you're looking at blocks, you're looking at steals, you're looking at putbacks and rebounds. I mean, that's really what you're looking for. So more so, I would probably be more wanting to play him on FanDuel for those reasons. Um, and that 5K, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little bit harder whenever you can go up, you know, $1,000 and get Mitchell Robinson here against Brooklyn. Um, mm -hmm. a, a spot that, again, we've, <laughs> you know, Jokic again today put up 73 fantasy points against right. the Nets. Mitchell Robinson's fresh off a of 37 fantasy point outing where he scored 12 points he had a double double with 11 rebounds he had two blocks and two steals right there you know had 12 points alone just in blocks and steals so you know i don't know it's kind of tough to to not want to, for me to, to just want to play pay up a little bit get mitch rob here at home yeah that you know that's not you know you know i've been a big fan of mitch robinson uh, i was uh, wondering i was like is he gonna to go to Mitch Robin, and you went past him. I was like, no, we uh, gotta go back. You no, know, my problem is we haven't. We've only had one of those like really big, you know big games out of him. Um, you know when when we were touting Mitch Rob, you know a couple of years ago, I, I think he was like playing like Miles uh, Turner is now. He was selling out for blocks. He was giving you four, five yeah. plus block nights, but that's why he was getting in so much foul trouble. Tibbs has him on the floor. But we've, you know, we haven't seen that block party explosion out of him yet. Um, and, you know, he's not a lock for double-digit rebounds every night. You know, he's only done it three times this year. 
as sure. a center who's playing a bunch of so like I get the appeal because he's he is I think he's probably I don't have it open I have to imagine he's averaging over one steal and block per game at this point like for sure yeah. um you know so like yes that's appealing on FanDuel for those reasons but we're not getting that boom production out of him because Julius Randle is just doing too much almost yeah I mean I understand that yeah I do. Uh, what's his? What did you say? What his price is on DraftKings? I don't think it really matters. Uh, yeah, but let me check it. Fifty-eight hundred dollars on DraftKings, okay. and he's averaging yeah. one point nine blocks and one and a half steals. So I mean, the numbers are there for sure. Yeah, like I said, it's a great spot. Um, yeah, definitely would probably rather more of a five K range, but I mean, he's like I said, he's still scoring well off a thirty-seven pointer. I think you know he's got thirty point upside, so. Don't hate it. You did make some good points. He's not probably, you know, a lot of those other games is Julius Randle's going off, having triple doubles and everything, and that kind of takes away a lot of what he does. Um, but, you know, other than that, I don't really see, like I said, you have the Gorgie, you know, if you want to go there, kind of get a little bit of a revenge narrative. If you think he might see some minutes, he did not play uh, the last game, played 13 minutes game before, was getting solid run there for a while was seeing right in that 18 to 20 minute range and where he was scoring 23 to 30 fantasy points and that's kind of ended um other than that uh, down here i mean uh, there's really nothing else i see that's even worth explaining or talking about <laughs> yeah you know and i agree with you on that one so we'll, we'll wrap the podcast here uh we're gonna have a full day of content for everybody though obviously playbook fast break starting five valuable live stream uh, you're listening to the podcast now, so you already have all that information. Uh, then, of course, you know, Sean, myself, James Ronde, we're always in chat. Uh, myself, Sean, James, Fancy, Ronis, we're all on Twitter uh, getting that conversation started, discussing plays, breaking news as that happens, uh, getting, you know, everything out there for all of us to be successful uh, for another winning night. So, uh, you know, for Sean Mitchell, John Pemba, we'll catch you guys next time.